stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and today, once again, I'm bringing this to you from my dining room table here in downtown Chicago during the coronavirus crisis. And this week, I wanted to talk about the FANG stocks. Remember them? Those were everybody's darlings for at least several years. I've done numerous podcasts about them. Hasn't done one for a while, but these were the sure things. These are the ones everybody needed to own. And they were hitting new all-time highs as recently as February of 2020. That seems like forever ago now, as this is being recorded the end of March, um, going into April. But they uh, only recently have come off their all-time highs. So where do they stand now? Are any of them cheap? I know many of you want to know the answer to that question. And I mean cheap, like for real, like real cheap stocks, not just they've fallen off that high, but that actually have valuations that even maybe value investors might be able to look into. And um, let's recall who are the fangs, because it has been a while since we've talked about them. So I'm using the double A fangs here. And those stocks are Facebook, ticker FB, Amazon, ticker AMZN, in case you don't know these, I'm adding the tickers, Apple, AAPL, that's the double A, Netflix, NFLX, and then Alphabet, which used to just be called Google, was the G, ticker is still G-O-O-G-L or G-O-O-G, depending on which one you're looking at. So in full disclosure on the FANGs, I own Facebook, Amazon, and Alphabet in my own personal portfolio. I'm sure some of you own all five, and I'm sure the rest of you actually own it if you own even just you know the NASDAQ, um, the triple Qs, or the S&P 500, you're all, we all own them, basically. But maybe it's time to either add to your positions or to buy some of them outright that you might not already own. So I took a little deeper dive into all of these names to kind of see what's going on with them. Because to be honest, I haven't really been following them during this downturn. I have a wish list of other stocks that I thought would be more, um, you know, go on sale and would be cheaper, that I was more interested in buying. And so I've been blowing off the fangs. So I was kind of surprised to see what they're doing right now, actually. And some of you might be too. So so where do we start? Let's start with um, a couple of the names. Let's start with Facebook and Alphabet. And I'm lumping those two together because advertising is huge for both of them. And really, advertising is getting crushed. Um, what people might not know if this is your first kind of go around with a recession is that advertising and then marketing are the first two areas that get cut. So if you've been listening to any of the conference calls of companies reporting earnings in the last like two weeks since the shutdowns have been happening in the United States and Europe, in the cities and the states, and what the stores are being shut down, restaurants, all of that the companies have been either issuing press releases or they've reported earnings already. And so we've seen what 
is actually um, happening from those shutdowns. And all the companies are trying to conserve as much cash as possible. And so they're cutting as much cost as possible. And some of that is literally laying off workers. Um, the CEOs are no longer taking salaries as the executives have been cut on the salaries. But they've all been saying, of course, advertising and or marketing have all been slashed. And you're going to see it big in the digital marketing side, which is Alphabet and Facebook. Um, so that has been huge. And we saw in the 2009 recession that global ad spending fell 11% year over year. And we're at least going to see that at this quarter, the first half of this year, if not maybe even worse. I've seen some analysts uh, estimating at least a 15% pullback. But again, these are just like early days. So both Facebook and Alphabet are going to get hit. Facebook's already said it will. Twitter, which were, is not in one of the fangs, but they too have said they're going to get hit. Anyone with these kind of digital advertising is going to get hit. Now, Facebook is kind of a little more interesting because the local businesses are the ones who are the big spenders on their advertising there. So you might run a local bar or a pub or you might have a store. You are running Facebook ads on there. And a lot of them are shut down right now and or trying to conserve as much money as possible. They're cutting all of that. I think I saw one analyst said that the small businesses is something like 30% of Facebook's advertising, the small and mid businesses, not as bad for Google, which has the Google ads as the driver. But uh, one analyst has already cut the revenue outlook for both Facebook and Google or Alphabet. Uh, they lowered the Facebook revenue by about 14% and Alphabet by 13% as a result of the slowdown in um, digital advertising. And we've already heard from some other CEOs who did report earnings like RH's Gary Friedman. He's a CEO at, at Restoration Hardware. And he said, you know, digital advertising is like going to have the dark times right here. Um, and so he thinks that's going to be, you know, pretty bad. And so we're going to see this from most companies here. And so these they are going to take a cut, a hit on the revenue side. So what does that mean for how cheap they are, though? Um, we won't know till they report. We're going to get some of those reports coming up soon. So it's this quarter is going to be very interesting to see what they report for first quarter. How badly were they getting hit there into March? Um, and what did they see, if anything, for the outlook? We don't know. So let's just look at some of the basics with both Alphabet and Facebook. We'll start with Facebook. Facebook's uh, PE is now 17.8 times. This is with whatever estimate cuts have already been done, but more may be coming. And that's pretty low for Facebook, under 20 times. It's almost right in line with what the market is, um, a little bit more expensive, but not by much. This is similar PE to 2018 when the shares sold off on those privacy and regulatory concerns and when Facebook had to hire thousands of employees to you know, monitor its site and the content. So this is the cheapest it's been since 2012. The IPO price, it was trading at 72 times, but a lot has changed in their business during that time. Price to book is just 4.7. Price to sales is at 6.7. 
and that price to sales also equals the 2018 low. So Facebook shares uh, pretty low here. They have fallen now. They're down 18%. They were a little bit lower at the low of the March low so far. And I don't know if we're going to see another downturn here. Nobody knows. But year-to-date still down 18%. So Facebook is among the cheapest of the fangs right here. Uh, Alphabet has always been the cheaper one of them. It never got dirt cheap, but it was always kind of respectable, right around 20 to 25 times on the PE. And right now they're trading at 21 times. That is the cheapest since 2012 when they were trading at 15 times. The price to book is at 3.9 and the price to sales is at 4.9. So that's not too shabby either one of those components. The price to sales is the cheapest also since 2012. Um, so the, the most expensive that Alphabet ever traded was at its IPO, which I refused to buy because it was uh, the valuation was too crazy at the time. And it was around uh, 84 to 89 times earnings at the time. That seemed so high, um, but now 21 times. So pretty attractive here. Let's switch over to one of the stocks that is always been considered to be a value at least over the last decade. This is the one owned by Warren Buffett, although I have to say he does own a second FANG stock now, which we're going to get to. But Alphabet, his, his big holding, he loves it. He loves the cash generation. Uh, what's it like now? It got a little too expensive for me in 2019. It was trading up around 22 times. 22 and a half times was the most expensive it got. And to start 2020, that's a little too pricey for a company that's not really growing that fast. Revenue expected to grow just 2.7% in this fiscal year and 13% next fiscal year. That's before any changes due to the coronavirus. And so it seemed pretty pricey there, but the shares have pulled back. They're now down 13% year to date. PE is now 18.9, so that sounds a little more respectable than 22 times, but still not altogether cheap because, um, you know, it traded in between 2011 and 2018, it traded as low as nine times. So, um, and during that time period, it was mainly, even in 2018, traded 12 times to 19 times. That was a year it made a big move. And so, Still 18 times, it is cheaper than 22, but not altogether dirt cheap. So you have to ask how much are you willing to pay for that growth? Its stores are closed in North America and Europe right now. It's got other revenue streams, obviously services, streaming, people are buying laptops to work from home, various other things. Uh, it's got the billions in cash. It's doing buybacks, dividend yielding 1.2%. Uh, nobody's gonna fault their cash uh, hoard at this time. So these are all things to keep in mind with Apple. Uh, okay, so switching on to the other one that Am or, uh, Warren Buffett now still just recently bought in, uh, let's see, when was that? Early 2019. Seems like forever ago. Then Amazon, AMZN, now owns, uh, now is a holding in Berkshire Hathaway. But Amazon shares only down 9% so far in this coronavirus pullback and now has rebounded. They're actually up almost 7% year to date in 2020. And why is that? Because of their huge business model and their delivering capabilities. It, they do own Whole Foods, 
all the supermarkets seeing a run on food right now. So they're all uh, working overtime, working really hard um, on the front lines of the coronavirus crisis. They are delivering essentials through Amazon and Amazon Prime, but only fulfilled by Amazon are only doing the essentials right now. So that's going to limit some of the other items that people are trying to order but cannot get. But they are um, probably killing it in the groceries. We don't know yet. But groceries were just 5% of their online sales before the coronavirus. So will this be a trend shift? Will this be permanent? If you are ordering groceries off of Amazon right now, you like it, you find it's easy. Will you continue to do that after the crisis is over? Some analysts think, yes, that this could be a change in behaviors here. So um, we will see, but that's one of the positives, what's driving Amazon shares right here. Don't forget, they also have Amazon Video, which one of the um, industry analysts just said was about 9% of streaming minutes recently were Amazon Video. Um, that's well below the company I'm going to talk about next, Netflix, but it is also a factor that makes them attractive. Now, what's going on with their PE? They always had that super sky high PE, right? Like 100, 200, 300 times, I don't even know. But it has been coming down the last couple of years as AWS has been really producing that revenue and earnings growth. And so PE right now is at 71. That is um, not its low. It traded as low as 61 times in 2019. But um, it is pretty low of the last couple of years. And it traded as low as 30 times in 2008. That was before AWS, of course, when uh, earnings were much, much lower. Um, so price to book 15.8, price to sales 3.5. And the price to sales is actually elevated here. It traded between a one and a little over two times on the price to sales ratio since 2008, I would say um, through 2015, it was under two times on price to sales. So that's a little bit pricier there. But on a PE level, it's um, looking for it a little more attractive here. But again, the shares are up. So you're not you're not getting them at some kind of steep discount here because everybody's thinking Amazon is the play here moving forward in 2020. And then we're switching over to the final one, Netflix, um, ticker NFLX. Again, they had 30% of streaming minutes, which is the industry leader on the streaming side of things. And will they see the big benefit here? There's no sports going on, so they don't have competition from that. People need an escape. You can't go out to the movie theaters, to concerts, to anything else. We're just inside quarantining ourselves for the most part. You could be reading, you could be playing games, or will you just subscribe to Netflix? And then if you subscribe, will that be a stickier subscriber? Will you stay loyal and stay on the service? Um, I've noticed that there are some cultural events now going on with Netflix as we are all at home and streaming. And those are things like Tiger King, that documentary that just came out. We're all talking about it. Everybody wants to watch it. It's something to keep us connected while we're in this isolation. Either we can talk about it on Facebook or Twitter or other social media platforms with friends and family. 
but we can all sit at home watching the same uh, cultural event type of thing. So Netflix does have an advantage bringing you what I consider to be some of the best content on the streaming services. So Netflix shares up 15.4% year to date. They had been down as much as almost about 88% at the low, but they've surged back off that up 15% for the reasons I just laid out. We are watching and we are subscribing. Uh, PE is actually interesting. It used to trade over 100 times for forever. Now PE is at 60 times. Price to book is at 21 times. Price to sale is 8.3, so no cheapness there. But on the PE basis, this is the lowest since 2011 when it traded at 15 times when it was just the DVD service and it was just starting to roll out this type of streaming uh, business. So with this new business model or newer, it's not even new anymore, um, but with this streaming model, this is the cheapest the shares have been. Um, in 2019, they averaged 82 to 111 times earnings. So again, they're at 60 times earnings right here. Maybe that's why everybody is is piling in. Another advantage for Netflix is that it is on the subscription model. It's not reliant on advertising. Advertising is really hitting print and the regular mainstream media like television um, and cable really hard right now, but not going to hit Netflix. They're going to see probably a boost in subscribers here. So who really has some value? I feel like all the names have value based on what they have been trading at in the past for themselves. Um, so for that reason, I do consider them all to be somewhat on sale here, even if the shares are up like Netflix and Amazon because of what's happening in their underlying business models right now. We won't know until they report earnings and give us some more feedback, but um, these, some of them are the ones that could benefit. Now, the ones that are trading lower still, Facebook is still the cheapest among them. It's not quite a value stock here by technical terms. With that PE of 17.8, I usually look for PEs of 15 and under, but given that it's among the cheapest it's ever been, this is pretty attractive even to value investors here. Um, and the price to book, price to sales isn't horrible. And so I do kind of like that, but be on the lookout for some of these that the E is likely to drop here as revenues are likely to fall based on the cuts in the advertising again that both Facebook and Alphabet are going to see uh, pretty strongly at least in the first half of the year. Now hopefully it bounces second half but we will see everything is unknown. So let me recap the stocks again even though we all know what they are but we had Facebook ticker FB that's among the cheapest Alphabet G-O-O-G-L we had Apple, AAPL, it's cheaper than it was, but not really dirt cheap. So that's up to you. If you wanna dig around in there, we had Amazon, AMZN, and we had Netflix, NFLX. So it's always interesting to see on market pullbacks uh, where the bargains are, and sometimes they are in areas that you think they may not be, <laughs> like, like the fangs. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I haven't looked at the fangs 
uh, since all this began because it really wasn't my big concern, but I guess I should be looking at them because there are some deals to be had even among the big cap names. So keep that in mind while you're out there looking for deals and uh, thinking about what you might want to invest in and what companies could thrive when this pandemic is over because it will end at some point and um, then we will move forward. But in the meantime, I'll be bringing you as much coverage about the stock market as I can from my dining room here in Chicago. Um, but it looks like it'll be a couple more weeks while we're under the quarantine here and we're all just hanging in there. And please everyone be safe and um, join us here every week. I'm bringing you um, as much as I can, as I said, so you can subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. You can get us on SoundCloud, of course. We are on Apple, and maybe a lot of people are going to be downloading some podcasts as the boredom creeps in here. Um, and then Spotify as well, and a whole bunch of other platforms. You can always find us. Just put it into Google and see what comes up. But be sure to subscribe somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.